Ladies and gentlemen, this is the big picture presented very quickly. Every American needs to know this. I appeal to all of you to keep a shrewd eye on our unscrupulous education establishment. There are millions of reasons for doing so. Our schools waste hundreds of millions of dollars on educational strategies that are ineffective. You know this is true because despite all that money, our students don't compete well with students from other countries, which typically spend much less per pupil. The business community has to waste hundreds of millions of dollars each year on remedial education. The U.S. has lost millions of jobs to India, for example, because our schools don't teach children to read, write, and speak standard English. Perhaps most tragically, we have 50 million functional illiterates. And a hundred years ago, we had a very small percentage of that. Now, Bill Gates and Norman Augustine, two of our industrial superstars, in a report called Prospering in the Global Economy of the 21st Century, they concluded that the U.S. is already at a tipping point. Unless public schools are improved, our standard of living will steadily deteriorate. This report is more than 10 years old, so you know we are now on the downhill slope. Things don't get better in our schools. They always get worse. Now, a century ago, we had a literacy rate of 98%. Young adults knew the basics of history, geography, and science. Then we began a plunge toward mediocrity and less than 60% literacy. Could this long-term decline happen by accident or incompetence? It's not likely that it was by accident, or maybe even incompetence. On the contrary, I think this decline is brought about by an extraordinary effort dictated by ideologies on the left. You know how the left ends up letting people riot and burn down the cities? That's not for, that's convoluted commie reasoning, that somehow this is going to make the world a better place. Now, if you want to understand the malaise of American education, you need to meet John Dewey. He is often called the father of modern education. Starting more than a century ago, he pushed the idea that we need less emphasis on school subjects and more on cooperative activities, specifically cooking, sewing, manual training, etc. Today, Dewey-inspired educators are comfortable with programs that downplay academic subjects Reading is, of course, the school subject on which all others depend. Revealingly, our educators do a poor job of making sure the children learn to read. Fifty years ago, Rudolf Flesch, a language and reading expert, addressed this crisis in his bestseller entitled Why Johnny Can't Read, 1955. Flesch explained that phonics is the logical way to teach a phonetic language. He explained why, if schools reject phonics and use sight words, also known as sight reading, children would never become good readers. Our top educators sneered at flesh. I have spent the last 10 or 15 years trying to find the explanation for this hostility. The evidence seems overwhelming to me. Our progressive educators were eager to shortchange the basics, including literacy, in exchange for societal leveling. 
This was Dewey's clearly stated plan. Goodbye to real education. Hello to politics and ideology in every classroom. As reading is so crucial, I want to make clear in a few words the flaw in hold word. Suppose you are a typical six-year-old and you are told to memorize English one word at a time. You must memorize each word as a design or shape, as if it's a logo. Your quota is typically less than 200 symbols a year, maybe only 100. By adolescence, only the smaller students will be able to read even 1,500 symbols. If you try to read a newspaper or cereal box, you will always see many shapes you haven't memorized or ever seen before, and you have no way of deciphering them. You will never become a fluent reader. Your competence and self-esteem sink. You are categorized as functionally illiterate. Now here's the big awkward question. Can we expect improvement from educators who are still entangled in the rhetoric of social engineering. I believe we need new thinking and new people from business, the military, the arts, the professions. We need an affirmation of this simple principle. Let us respect each child's talent and intelligence so that we can raise each child to his or her potential. What we especially need is that our community and political leaders demand better schools. Our education establishment let's say it plainly, is doing a horrible job and probably on purpose. We have to stop these people and get them out of the schools if possible. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education. But the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter, he said. The beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this.
Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.